Good evening, afternoon, morning, whenever you are listening or watching to the Binks and Doodle Effect episode number 31. I am one of your hosts, Binks, and joined with me as always, I have Drewski Doodle. And how are you doing this week, Drewski Doodle? I'm doing great. Dom Smith just went Yardo, so how can we not be doing great? And uh, the Rangers are winning 4-1. to one. Absolutely. Live live take on when we're recording this episode. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Binks and Doodle Effect, presented to you by Lividity. Uh, and also Rogue Energy. Rogue Energy is a premium energy and focus supplement designed to optimize your mental and physical performance. And unlike unhealthy canned energy drinks, the powerful supplement can be taken daily for overall improved performance. It's packed with vitamins, amino acids, and it's a healthy way to increase your natural energy. I take it right before I work out. We, uh, we recommend getting the starter package. You get a shaker cup. And four or five little packets to try. If you use the code GETLIVID on the bottom of the screen, you'll get 5% off your entire purchase. That's GETLIVID. Hit us up. Let us know you use the code. Rogue Energy. That is a wrap on that. Get hype. Uh, Baseball is back, Andrew. I know we Not were, as quickly for some as for others. <laughs> I know we were saying that you know last week, and we were all hyped for opening day. Uh, we'll get into baseball. We're going to touch on a few things before that, though. Um, we can start with the NBA. Probably the biggest thing in the NBA going on right now is that they are no longer testing for weed, marijuana. And if you guys don't live in New York and wherever you guys live, New York just got recreationally legalized in new york so good for them and so many states are you know slowly you know legalizing it so it starts it it does make sense that the nba is now no longer testing Mm -hmm. for it which i agree with i mean if you recreationally i i you know i totally believe in marijuana so if you want to smoke it there should be no penalty in you smoking it and then not being able to play you know sports so, Can agree there. I'm sure Le'Veon Bell would uh, have liked to have lived in this time because how many times did that man get suspended off of marijuana while he was young on the Steelers? 732. <laughs> you have one job, man, at the time. All you had to do was just not <laughs> smoke weed. <laughs> but uh, hopefully other organizations and, uh, well, not organizations, other sports start to uh, you know follow suit. The NBA yeah. is the first. Uh, go, staying forward with basketball, we have the end of March Madness. I know Andrew had no viewer, view time in at all March Madness. If there is anything I know less about than basketball, it is college basketball. I, uh, I prefer college ball over the NBA. I can watch every single March Madness game. I can't watch an NBA, NBA game. It makes no sense to me. I don't know why, but I will, I have watched every single March Madness game that was on in March. But, uh... Congratulations congratulations to Baylor. They beat Gonzaga, who was undefeated, had an insane win streak, um, and was pretty much blowing out teams left and right, and Baylor manhandled Gonzaga in the finals. Um, absolutely props to them. They, they came prepared. Gonzaga clearly didn't. Uh, I feel like Gonzaga was coming off of that hype that they had against um, UCLA, in the final four and if you guys were if you guys saw that game 
it was two, three seconds left. Gonzaga inbounded it, and it was pretty much a half-court shot, banked it in for the three to win the game in overtime. They was about to go to a second overtime, but that half-court shot put them into the finals. So I, I feel like they were living off that high, and like they never came back down to prepare for the actual championship game, while Baylor took care of business in, the, in its Final Four game and probably came more mentally prepared and ready to play. So good for them. Congratulations to Baylor. Uh, Gonzaga chokes once again in the uh within the final four i feel like i think there was a stat they were within like the final four for like the past like nine or so years in a row and they just can't win Gonzaga. oh so, you hate to see it so they can't finish you can't, can't finish can't finish uh but congratulations to baylor all in all uh moving forward to more of the meat and potatoes of this uh podcast we're gonna go into the nfl and the biggest news that we have andrew what is it Sam Darnold go bye bye from the Jetsies. I'm gonna let you. He's gonna go be a Panther. I was gonna say I'm gonna let you start with your how you feel about Sam Darnold leaving the Jets, and uh, I'll definitely throw in my two cents on Uh, on on Sammy D. So Darnold going to Carolina for a sixth round pick this year and a second and a fourth next year. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just gonna say Carolina won the trade. Don't agree with the move on the Jets part. I think. they had bigger holes to fill than quarterback that were more pressing that they could have used that number two pick to fill. And yeah, that's where I'm sitting with that. I think that Darnold's going to go have a pretty good year with Carolina, but I know um, there's somebody I'm not going to name him by names. He's like right next to me. That feels the opposite. Uh, I'm ecstatic that Darnold is no longer a jet. Um, However, for the overall aspect of the Jets, I personally agree with you, Andrew. I don't think trading Darnold was the actual move that was necessary at the time. As happy and as ecstatic as I am that I don't ever have to see that man in a Jet uniform (laughs) ever again, I think there are bigger fish to fry for the team as a whole to move forward and progress. Um, Do I think Darnold was an issue? 110%. Do I think he was the biggest issue? No. Um, we, Gase was definitely the biggest, one of the biggest issues, and we, we did oh, take God. care of that. Um, that man <laughs> should be flipping burgers at McDonald's because <laughs> there's no reason why that man should ever have a coaching spot in the NFL ever again on any team. Quarterback guru, my absolute ass. I mean, look, look at, look yeah. at, look at Tannehill under him on the Dolphins and then look at Tannehill as soon as he became a Titan. Yeah. I mean, Sam Darnold sucked sucked the under Bowles, and Sam Darnold sucked under Gates. So we'll see if Sam Darnold sucks under a third coach. Um, I personally, though, would have kept Darnold for this year with the acquisition of Davis. Um, I would have... Now, people, you can get mad at me in the comments. I don't even care. You can come attack me. I'm going to stand by what I'm going to say. I would draft a wide receiver at number two. I don't care. I agree. I completely agree with you. I don't completely care. Completely agree. I'm you're you're in the draft to draft the one of the best the, the the best possible people you can in your position. Granted, do does our offensive line absolutely need help? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Because if you are not winning at the O line and you're getting destroyed. I mean, look at Tampa Bay and the Chiefs. The defensive line yeah. overpowered the offensive line as good as Mahomes is. 
he he they, they couldn't do anything. I mean, so it, yeah. the battle starts at the line on both ends, defense and offense. Um, would I immediately say, hey, let's use our number two pick, though, for an offensive lineman? No. I can't see a pick that high getting to used on a, a non-skill position. But if you even pick that high, it's got to be a QB, a wide receiver, a running back, or even say like a, a cornerback or a free safety or something. It's got to be a, a highlight type of position. Absolutely. Um, I would have loved to have drafted Devonta Smith at number two, pick up a running back at 23, and I am actually, and I'm going to say it here for the record, I am a huge, huge fan of Trask on the Gators. And he is so slept on by every report analysis. Uh, he's probably going to go second round-ish. And the Jets probably could get him in the second round if we drafted a wide receiver and a running back or a wide receiver and an offensive lineman, for that matter, if, at number 23. Mm. If you want to start building the line. Because that is something that the Jets need to do. Mm. And... Until we ha- pretty much have a solid offensive line, no matter who you have back there, it's probably they're going to struggle. They get um, crushed. Yeah, they're going to get crushed. But I, regardless of the matter, I don't. I said from draft day, watching Darnold in co- college, I said that he was never going to be an NFL quarterback. I truly didn't believe he had the talent to play at the NFL level. Um, I still stand by that. Uh, can you make the argument that Darnold never had any weapons or who was never given a chance? Absolutely. You can. But, on the flip side of that, because now people are saying, oh, he's going to ball out with, you know, Robbie Anderson. And, you know, he had, he, had, he had success with Robbie Anderson when Robbie Anderson was a Jet. Granted. The man still, regardless, in his lifetime career, has only thrown... 42 touchdowns, 39 interceptions, and has a passer rating of like 33 for all three years. And you you could only use the argument of he has no help for so much where you're gonna if you're gonna throw 39 interceptions in three years, it's it's kind of on you at that point. I don't care how good of the receivers you have, you're you're making poor choices, you're making bad decisions, and that's what Darnold did a lot. He made stupid decisions and that's why I never humored oh he has no help oh he has no receivers oh he has no line Darnold still made dumb decisions every single game you don't throw 39 interceptions and consider yourself oh I, you, you can't blame that on your offense that is solely on you if the guys if you if your receivers are that bad and they can't get open then you throw the, throw the ball away. You, you you don't cause turnovers on yourself, in my opinion. And until he can maybe mature a little bit and stop being a dumbass as as a quarterback, no matter where Darnold's going to be, he's still going to suck. Will he be better as a Panther than he is as a Jet? A hundred percent. Is he ever going to win a Super Bowl as a starting quarterback? I would bet my life savings that man never has a ring as a starting quarterback. I would be impressed if he even made the playoffs. But I could see the Panthers being a wild card threat. Not division. I can see them being like in the hunt week 14, week 15, just because of the whole team around Darnold. Is he 
do I think he has a talent to actually bring the Panthers into the postseason? Like you can maybe argue, like I said, in the hunt, you can maybe argue a wild card. Will he go far in the in the playoffs? Absolutely not. Will he ever win a Super Bowl? I will bet my life savings that man will never have a ring. Never. Unless he. The only time he'll get a ring is if he's a backup and someone carried him to the Super Bowl. So. Who the hell is this level-headed individual speaking right now? I expected someone who has gone off the deep end with <laughs> hatred because 98% of that was completely level-headed and I'm, I'm taking it back and I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> I, I expected listen, smoke coming out of the air, spitting on the camera. I Oh, I, I I'm sorry to disappoint you, but like I that's how <laughs> I feel. I I've always said and I I have been shit on for the past three years where people say, Oh, he's a good quarterback, you need to give him a chance. Oh, he's a good the man is not a good quarterback and he's if uh, are you, you are you really gonna look at me and say forget about names. Forget about the name Sam Darnold. Are you, are you, as a coach or a GM, going to take a quarterback that you know doesn't have the talent to bring you to a Super Bowl ever in your life? If the answer to that is no, then he's never he shouldn't ever be on your team. Period. You need to have you need to have the best player. The quarterback is one of the most important positions in football. And if Sam Darnold doesn't have the talent to ever go to a Super Bowl and win it, then what are you doing? You are just wasting years of your team and your t- and your team's talent and your, your your team's young kids looking to win the Super Bowl because you're never going to have the talent under center to do it. Well, you so know what? we're going to find this is a big year. We're going to find that out this year. Absolutely. And it's a if, very telling year. And listen, I give you know, wish I wish Sam Darnold a bunch of credit. I I if you ever listened or hear this, I think you suck. But <clears throat> prove me wrong. <laughs> you haven't proved me, you haven't proved me wrong in three years, so prove me wrong. Uh, I mean, I do want to note though that Sam Darnold's first and last throw as a Jet was an interception, and his first throw was a pick six. That was should have just start. That should have just showed us it all. Um, you can go haunt and take your ghosts to Carolina. For the, for, for the Jets, I don't think I agree with Wilson being drafted, personally. Not really impressed with any of the quarterbacks in this draft, other than Trevor Lawrence and Trask. And like I said, Trask is so slept on. I believe Trask. Trask has better numbers than Burrow, and everyone was, like, fangirling over Burrow. I like Trask. Trask is going to be an, a sleeper <laughs> pick that whoever gets him is going to be solid in the quarterback position for years to come. Don't worry. I'm sure Bill Belichick knows that. <laughs> I'm sure many people know that, and they're just, like, not reporting on it. But, like, Trask, I think, is, like, the number two quarterback in the draft behind Trevor Lawrence, if I'm being honest here. So we'll Damn. see. That's why I said tr- take d- don't take Zach Wilson, New York Jets. Just draft a wide receiver, draft a running back. If you want to draft an O-lineman, go for it. You can get Trask in the second round, and you're going to have the second best quarterback coming out of this draft class. Take it to the grave. There you go, NYJ. NYJ, uh, listen to me, man. Listen to me. I'm telling you right now, I'm not impressed with any quarterback other than Trevor Lawrence and, and Trask. So... <laughs> that's, when's the draft? That's, that's my take. I, when is the draft? Um... 
think it's... Is it this month? Is it? I mean, let me actually look that up right now. The NFL draft for... I feel like it was in April. It is... April 29th. April 29th. Thursday, April 29th. So April 29th, the Jets will disappoint me for the first time in 2021. (laughs) Uh, Can't wait. They always do. Um, I don't know if you saw the stat, Andrew, that for the past seven years, every number one draft pick the Jets have had, they've they've either cut or traded. Since 2012, every number one pick the Jets have had, we have tr- we have traded or cut. That's a uh, poor scouting department. They're not bad players. They leave the organization and they're good. But yeah, <laughs> they're not it is, bad. It's, that is disappointing. They, um, we're just in constant rebuild mode, and it's just a never-ending cycle of just a headache. So, you know who else disappoints on two fronts? Let's hear it. The New York Mets. Absolutely. Knew you were going with this. One of them wasn't their fault. One of them was their fault. So you all can imagine our, our lives of mediocrity at sitting at work on April 1st, all excited that the Mets are going to finally play some baseball. 130 hits. We get the news that the Nationals have COVID and the game is not going to happen. I was sitting at work because I ended up having to work. I wasn't supposed to work that day and I had to work. And I saw that. And I immediately just put my head on my desk and didn't move for a solid five minutes. I hadn't felt that level of disappointment in a while. (laughs) Just having something and having it ripped away from me. The only solace was that the Rangers played that night, so I still had something to watch. But it wasn't the same. I was excited for opening day and the goddamn Washington Nationals, the bane of the Mets' existence in the modern times, ruins our lives again. Upsetting to say the least. Watching everybody else have fun, and the Mets don't get to play. Putting Jacob DeGrom on ice, they just made him angry. And he ended up getting more angry, and we'll talk about why. And Steve will talk about why. <laughs> I was heated. I definitely was heated about that. <laughs> um, opening day was good for everybody else, though. Yeah. It was, a, it was a nice opening day. The Orioles beat the Red... The Orioles swept the Red Sox out of nowhere. Trey Mancini... With his first games back since uh, getting chemotherapy for, I think he had colon cancer, uh, is back and he's having a great season. It, it was a great opening day. To be fair, the Red Sox really suck. They played like poopy. That is they, correct. They're not good. The Orioles no. are not going to keep that level of energy up, but like no, the, the Red no, Sox no, no. suck. <laughs> no, they're not great. That is correct. Um. No, I just want to touch, like, when you, you said opening day, you know, April April 1st, I was actually, when I when I heard the news, I was laying in bed. I was just relaxing. I was getting ready. I was looking, getting, getting, looking forward to DeGrom to pitch. And I got that notification on my phone from ESPN saying that it was, you know, canceled. And I just stared at, my, like you said, you just kind of like motionless for five minutes. I just stared at my phone and I just couldn't believe that. I had we had to wait another three days to to watch the Mets, and it was so disappointing. And I I know you said the Rangers got to play some silver lining. It was there was no silver lining for me. I wanted nothing <laughs> but to watch the Mets play baseball and have baseball on my TV again. And it was just so heartbreaking. And to lose the opener, uh, it. it if we go all of 2021 like this again for like 
the same you know same shit different year of the just the ball pin just not coming through for us i'm going to lose my shit and if for god and so help me god if rojas or however you say his name i can't I, I i hate him i don't i don't like our manager um if he so help me god if he ever pulls jake prior to the eighth inning ever again cohen daddy cohen just fire his ass on the spot <laughs> There's seven. You you let Jake go over ninety pitches in spring training for him to go seventy seven and six innings in an opening day. I just want to know the logic. The only thing, and I, I completely let me set the record straight. I completely one hundred percent agree with you. There's no reason Jake Degrom should be pulled with seventy seven pitches thrown throwing a shutout. Um, apparently, when. Rojas and whoever the hell their pitching coach is went to talk to Jake after the sixth inning and they told him that they were going to take him out. DeGrom, in a not very DeGrom fashion, didn't fight back. Do I believe that? Not completely. If that is true and he did not fight to stay in the game, then I believe he was genuinely tired after what happened. You know, probably getting warmed up in the morning of opening day and having to sit back down and having to play simulated games and he maybe just wasn't feeling it. If that's true... I'm semi okay with the move because Jagram hinted at not being all 100% there. But again, it lies to do I believe that? And not fucking really. Um, you know, tell me that the 32 year old phenom of a pitcher was that bothered by a couple extra days of icing? Uh, I, I, I don't believe it. But again, it, devil's advocate, if, if that was the case, then okay, fair play. I would take a 70% ready-to-go DeGrom over anyone in our ballpen. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't trust a single soul in that New York Met ballpen. Great, great opening time for Trevor May, my man. You, you, I was so you are fitting to the New York Met ballpen. You're, you're fitting right in. You're doing great. You're doing great. Keep up the good work, Trevor May. So glad we signed you to improve us. I know, I know. At least he's a proven pitcher. He'll be okay. I know it's one game. I just, I feel bad for the man. Lunking the guy. I feel bad. Can you imagine Jake on, like, the Yankees? That man should have, like, an extra 100 wins in his career that he doesn't have. And that alone, that is just so sad and heartbreaking that that guy has lost so many wins because he's come out of the game and the bullpen just shits the bed. And why do we never have any sort of run support when he pitches? Ever. We'll come out in the next four games and score like seven runs. Jake pitches. Nah, one or two. One or two. It, 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 every time. Every time. It, yeah, it never fails. At least he at this point, he's over it, and I think just wants to see how low of an ERA he can finish the season with. Which I'm okay with, just, you know, play your heart out, okay? Yeah, just see, um, we'll have another seven-win Cy Young winner again. You know? no, no biggie. Yeah. <laughs> Incoming seven-win Cy Young winner again. It's it's okay. It's the greatest you pitcher know, in baseball. Uh, <laughs> do you know who had massive run support and almost blew it? The, the man of the summer, Trevor Bauer. Man had a no-hitter going into the seventh inning, winning 10 to nothing. Leaves the game with a 5.54 ERA after giving up six runs after blowing his no-hitter. And I'd love to see it. 
imploded. Love to see it. Literally imploded. And that, I mean, that was a Colorado thing. You only see that shit in Colorado. Mm-hmm. But it was awesome. From anybody who's not a Dodger fan, that was awesome. Uh, we Well, us Met fans want to see Bauer just get... Death, yeah. We, I want to see him get lit up every... <laughs> every 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 start, I want to see him get lit up at this point. 9.32 ERA to finish the year. That's what I want to see. <laughs> hopefully. 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 Um... The Yankees lost the opener as well. That was great. Um, they 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 probably should not have lost the opener, just like the Mets should not have lost the opener. I mean, they they yeah. they did fall apart. The Yankees should have had that game won. <laughs> um, so a little surprising there. Yeah, the the Yankees are going to win that division though. They they the Yankees start off slow pretty much every single year, and midway through the season they'll start heating up. The the issue with their lineup, Andrew, and you can agree or disagree with me, um, hands down, anyone on that team batting one through nine could put it out of the park, especially in Yankee Stadium because, like that, hold that that. Right I could hit a home run. Anyone could right hit. Field. Anyone could hit a home run in right field in Yankee Stadium. Um, they need to work on actual contact of the ball. They. You 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 see the Yankees either swing for the fences for a home run or they're striking out, and they strike yeah. out a lot. Mm-hmm. And runners on scoring position, they're not moving runners over, they're not getting key base hits to bring runs in. And it's not even like just to cut the the first four games that they're having now. <laughs> I mean, you see this same pretty much Yankee lineup for like the past two or three years now. It's the same thing every year. The, the they their home run you know, explode for a bunch of runs or nothing. And there's yep. there's no middle ground for the Yankees, and that's going to win them the division because look at their division. It's a, it's a complete joke. Let's be real. Yeah. Let's, we're going to call a spade a spade here. The, the, AS, the AL East is the joke. Um, the Yankees, it's their division to lose. Mm-hmm. But for people to say... Listen, I, I, I personally still think they're like one of the biggest favorites in, in the American League. I think they can turn it around, but... Right now, they're, they're, they're following the same suit for the past two years where it's pretty much home run or bust for the New York Yankees. And they, that, that's something they need to work on this year is just making solid yeah. contact base hits. The only person in their lineup who can do that is LeMahieu. Yeah, well, I mean, LeMahieu's the best at it, which helps them, but it's, it ain't going to do much for you. One, only one guy can do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, I mean, Judge, as great <laughs> defensively as he is with his arm, he... He strikes out so many times. Stanton strikes out. I mean, Stanton, when he was in Miami, well, he had like 59 home runs and like 200 strikeouts. Like, you, yeah. you, you can't you can't do that, man. You cannot strike yeah, out that not. many times. You're getting paid yeah, millions upon millions to just hit the ball. Just make some contact. Just make any. Just put it in play. <laughs> but, well, something else that I, I gave some thought into that made me super excited. Um, so everyone knows that the MLB moved the All-Star game from Atlanta to Colorado. Mm-hmm. What I don't think is clicking in people's heads. That means the home run derby is in Colorado. I want to see that home run derby with Judge, Stanton, Alonzo, Joey Gallo, and just the beefiest guys you can think of launching 600-foot bombs. I That ball's going to sail. am so <laughs> hyped for that. A home run derby in Colorado. That is just going to be fantastic. I, 
I normally I could absolutely give a shit about the All Star Game. Mm-hmm. The Home Run Derby is fun to watch, but like that's gonna be so dope. It's just gonna be moonshot after moonshot. You hope. <laughs> you hope. Yeah, with the new dead balls. Apparently, you never know, but. I can't remember the last time I even watched an All-Star game, to be honest with you. I think the last time I watched an All-Star game, David Wright was, like, in his prime. (laughs) I usually just watch when DeGrom pitches and then turn it off. I don't even care about that. I (laughs) I watch the Home Run Derby. Because like yeah, that's, yeah. that's, Home that's, so much that's, fun. that's fun to watch, but like I am, and you can make a drinking game out of it. You can, and like maybe after this podcast, you can tell me said said drinking game because I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm, I'm uh, intrigued to hear about this. So but... It's every time uh, what's his name goes says back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's six drinks. Sorry, bud. So you're basically saying in the first round you're completely messed up. You're going to die. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Moving forward, though, we have, uh, I'm going to say his name wrong. I know I am. I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Shohei Otani. Yeah, thank you for saying it, because I was going to butcher <laughs> it. Um, on the Angels, before we get into it, this is the first time since 1976 that an American League team has chosen to use a pitcher as a DH, which then technically, you know... <laughs> Not really a DH then at that point, it's but, not, like, yeah. he, he, but it's the first time since 1976 that an American League team has chose to do that. And the first pitch this guy saw, he sent to the moon, and he, he just absolutely destroyed it. There's a bet in uh, Vegas, yeah. 20 wins and 20 home runs for him. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the, the, the odds on that are just I can't I don't know the odds, but like it's something that you can put like five dollars on and win like over a grand, like well over a grand, like maybe. Pop, and honestly, <laughs> the the twenty home runs is almost definitely going to happen. The it's twenty just that the Angels can support him. Is yeah, the Angels can support it enough to get the twenty wins. Mm-hmm. With did, that division, with it depends who they play. Like he definitely could. Depends how he matches up. Did he even get the win? I feel like he didn't so. get the win. I feel like he had the he also run. he left the game early. He only yeah. went five innings. Yeah, I don't, he, I don't think he got the uh, win. He had that pass ball. He was covering home, and he got tackled basically. But yeah, he's fine. He's, he DH the next day. Yeah, he's good. He's chilling. But uh, the sound that ball made coming off the bat was so beautiful. You knew it was gone immediately. And for for a brief moment before Jacob Degrom threw eleven pitches, uh, Shohei Otani had the fastest pitch thrown in the league and the fastest exit velo on a ball in the league. Again, this is until Jacob Degrom, you know, woke up um, and, hit, and, and chose to hit like one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, um, but that's wild to think about how the a pitcher has the fastest exit velo and the fastest pitch thrown in the year. Like wild. Mm-hmm. I wonder what you know the odds in that in Vegas were. If you could even the infinite, that, probably, they just yeah. keep feeding you money. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so good, good, good for you, man. Uh, that is also that. Not only is that the first time since nineteen seventy six. But it is the first time in 118 years of baseball that a pitcher has batted in the first or second spot in the lineup. 118 years. It's the first time ever. History Man, was an made. anomaly. Yeah, history was made. That's um, why I'm very happy I have him on my fantasy baseball team. There you go. You, you were loving life <laughs> at that point, were you? Hell yeah. Uh, well, speaking of fantasy baseball, if you have Tatis Jr., you're kicking yourself right now. You're hurting. Yeah, you are not in a good place. I don't even know how to say the word sub 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 like subluxation. Uh, sub subluxation. I think it's called, but it's yeah. a freaking dislocated yeah, shoulder. Yeah, that whatever that whatever Andrew <laughs> just said. That's what Tatis has. Um, yeah, basically what you said, dislocated shoulder. Could miss six months though. 
Depending on severity, yeah, God, you hope he doesn't miss six months of base. That's the whole season. It's essential. That brings you to October. Do the Padres still have a wild card? Because I think we both agreed that it's the Dodgers division. Do the Padres still have a wild card without Tatis? No. You think they missed the Absolutely playoffs? Absolutely not. Yep. I don't think they do it. They're missing because they're missing. They're already missing Mike Clevenger, and now they're going to miss him. I don't think they do. They better hope he's going to miss maybe a month or two. Yeah, our predictions are looking pretty grim four days into the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that you just hate to see that. One of the literally the future of baseball. And, mm-hmm. dude, it's a, non, it's a non-contact injury, which is always the scariest, no matter what sport you're looking at. It was always the worst. I am terrified of dislocating something, so I can only imagine how that felt. Uh, we're really hoping for a, for a quick comeback, but he was in pain. You hate to see it. Especially a young talent like that. You absolutely have yeah. to see. He's just so good for the game of baseball. Mm-hmm. Like He's just a happy dude with a lot of swag. You, he, you need him back. He just, he just has fun, and that's what most players, more players need to do is just have fun playing the game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, wrapping it up in baseball, Andrew, we have Nick Cassiano. I know you you know more about that than, than I do. You saw it. I did not. And you know, uh, The man with some attitude. This year's Joe Kelly so far. Um, so here's what happened, dude. It's, it's good for the rivalry. So Nick Castellanos on the reds, he's at bat pitcher throws a little close, a little inside to him, plunks him, goes on base. A couple batters later, ball, the outfield, he's coming home. Pitcher goes to cover home. Was it, it might've been a pass ball either way. Pitcher's covering home. Pitcher, this is not why it happened, but while Castellanos is sliding headfirst into home plate, the pitcher is catching the ball, kneeling on top of Nick Castellanos. Accidentally, it was completely accidental, but like he's riding him like a surfboard. Um, Castellanos gets up, looks directly at the pitcher who was on the ground, flexes at him, and apparently yells some expletive, let's go. Um, and then the Yadier Molina, the catcher for the Cardinals, takes a lot of exception to that and starts go- screaming in his face. And... <laughs> Chaos and suit. Uh, benches, benches cleared. All that fun. Typical baseball pushing around. Not an actual fight, but, you know, typical thing. Nick Castellanos at that time was like, oh, what did I do? He's, like, standing in the back, just all, like, subdued and shit. Like, what did I do? Because um, I'm sure in the moment he didn't even realize what he he was screaming in the pitcher's face. Absolutely. Um, and then, so that's all going on. He's talking to Yadier Molina, who was the, the the most pissed off by this. And Castellanos, I guess, is he's showing kind of respect and non-aggression. His hands are behind his back. And this kind of talking, I'm sure Yadier was telling him, don't do that shit. And Nick was agreeing. Because um, if Yadier Molina tells you something, you agree with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then out of that, which this is ridiculous, Castellanos gets suspended for two games. All he did was scream in the pitcher's face. He did not, in that fight, he didn't even touch anybody. He was completely separated, backing away. Like... Two games for yelling? Come on. S-A-W-F-T, soft. Yeah. I, I don't have any input. Like, what is it? I don't like, have, I don't have input on that. I mean, like I said, you, you're the one who pretty much saw I had no idea. Um, but, yeah, now, for, for yelling in the pitcher's face, that's kind of bullshit at that it's point. It's literally the equivalent of, like, you playing pickup basketball and someone dunks over you, goes, let's go, in your face, and that's the end of it. Yeah, it's... Like, it, the dude didn't even throw a punch. That's kind of bull. Um, it was awful. No, completely. And uh, my favorite part was in a, an interview afterwards. They asked Castellanos about Yadier Molina. And Castellanos goes, 
you know, Yadi could punch me in the face and I'd still ask him for a signed jersey. Which, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be a fun rivalry to watch, though, the Reds and the Cardinals for the rest of the year. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Uh, we, can, we can wrap it up. I just have, I don't know if, so real quick, Andrew, I don't know if it was like an April Fool's thing. And I feel like it probably was because I can't find anything on it anymore. But the whole Manfred wanting to put targets in the outfield over the wall, where if you hit the target, it was going to count as a five-run home run. So a grand slam, if you hit the target, would count as nine runs. Yeah, I'm going to assume that was uh, April Fool's because there's two like, reasons. One, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. I feel like, though, I didn't read it on April 1st, though. That's the thing. So... I, I, I haven't been able to find anything on it since I read the article, but I was looking through that, and I was like, if they do this to baseball, like, I don't know if I could, like, watch it. Can you imagine a nine-run home run because they hit the target in outfield for, as a grand slam? No, you, they, you, turn, you have turned it into an arcade game. Luckily, I don't see shit on Google, so that doesn't look like it's going to be a thing. Sounds good to me. But uh, for, the, for, the other viewers, for the other viewers who, like, saw that article... Like, can you reply in the comments and, like, just assure me that it was an April Fool's joke? Because that can't happen. If that happens, we all, like, riot at Manfred's house. <laughs> if you agree with it, I openly invite you to fight me. If you agree with that, just stop watching baseball. We don't we don't yeah. even want you to be a fan of the sport. Just stop <laughs> watching baseball. Stop watching sports. <laughs> yeah, none of that shit. Go watch League. Yeah, <laughs> do something else. <laughs> but um yeah that was a you know pretty solid solid uh episode we uh went longer than usual we had i think we had a great great little discussion this week andrew i agree mr level-headed thank you thank you I, i'm sorry to disappoint you i was i <laughs> i feel like i let you down that you were waiting for like a uh a steve explosion or like rant and like completely going to but like listen not, i okay. i that's how I feel. It's just because Familia didn't blow that that game. If it was him, then different story. If it was Familia, who blew that opening day game? <laughs> We're not even going to discuss on how my attitude would have changed while talking about I would have heard anything. you scream and we live a half hour away. I, I, for the viewers who don't know, I have hated that man <laughs> since we were in the World Series in 2015. When people called him the next Mariano Rivera, I straight up told them Whoa. you're an idiot. Big L. Uh, I hate. I I despise that man. I don't want to see him in a Met uniform. I'm disgusted that he's still in a Met uniform. He is the worst pitcher in that bullpen. I would feel more confident pitching than he. Like, and I can't throw the ball more than seventy <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> my fastball would be like a 71 72 mile an hour fastball at most <laughs> and i would feel more confident <laughs> yeah but anyway if you enjoyed this episode please leave a thumbs up on the bottom and hit that like button really helps out the channel really helps out the video if you're watching on youtube hit that subscribe button turn on notifications we upload every single wednesday at 3 p.m. Uh, comment down below if you have a topic you want uh, to discuss or want us to hear about. 
If you have any questions or topics that you want to hear about, you could also DM us on Twitter. Our Twitter has been going along right here for the majority of the episode, as well as our taglines individually are underneath us, as always. Uh, if you were listening to where you listen to podcasts, give us a five-star review. And if we see it, we will shout you out on the future episode. Uh, but other than that, we hope you guys enjoyed. And until next week, guys. Deuces. Peace out.